Welcome to Set for Life with Pastor Ray Jensen. You can find us at setforliferadio.com. Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. So let's listen from God's Word, verse by verse, on how we can prepare for the coming of the Lord and Messiah Jesus, who died on the cross, so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life if you give your heart and believe what He's done for you. You'll be set for life with the treasure stored up in heaven when you're through. You'll be set for life. You'll be Let me take you back to that golden calf again. With supposed powers? That God filmed out of Egypt? It's that calf did it. And we're going to celebrate, but remember, it's for the Lord. Is it just me or is this totally messed up to invent a magical being, attribute power to it, give it all the attention, but then somehow find a way it's, to say it's all about the Lord? If we can point at the Israelites and ask them, how could you do this? then how is it any better for us to make up a different magical being, knowingly lie to our children about it, tell them to believe in him, singing, I believe in Santa Claus, while claiming that somehow it's all about the Lord. How did we get here? Ray, I don't like this message. I told you, I tell you every Sunday, we exist according to the word of the Lord. Tradition does not sneak in here. I won't let it. Friends, have the false gods messed us up that bad? Have the false gods defiled us that bad? I say it's time to rededicate the temple. I think it's time to relight. So let me pose a question to you. Why did the Israelites make a golden calf? I mean, why a calf? Where did that come from? They picked that up off the Egyptians. That was in their little belief system. That's where they got it from. They had been trapped under Egyptian pagan culture for, and enslaved for 400 years. And that's where they got that calf from. Now, you know good and well that we did not get Santa Claus from God's word. He's not in there. I dare, I'll give you $1,000 if you can show me where Santa Claus is in the Bible right now. Where did he come from? He didn't come from God's word. Where did we get him? We got him from our culture that is trying to enslave us just the same. Friends, Jesus died to set you free from enslavement. We shouldn't be acting like it we're enslaved. We shouldn't still be talking like it. God got them out of Egypt and they still wanted to act like they were still a slave. Jesus saved you, be free. Stop acting like you're still slaved all the time. So again, I know this message bother some people they're really trying to process it what do i do with it i want to bless you and i love you (laughs) but i got to be real with you as a teacher of god's word i am required to get real friends jesus attempted the feast of lights in the temple that has been rededicated back to god and we got to follow him the same way oh but ray christmas is just a fun tradition But it's just a tradition. It's just fun. It's for the kids. It's it's tradition. Oh, I was ready for that one too. Jesus said in Mark 7, 13, he said, you make the word of God of no effect through your tradition, which you have handed down. And many such things you do. Ow. Tradition gets in the way. 
it nullifies God's word to you. Tradition will nullify the word of God to you in your life. And I don't want that to happen to me because it will corrupt my life. So I want to say something here, and please hear me. If you don't hear much else, at least hear this. This is important because this is going to help a lot of people, I think. (laughs) If somebody invites you to a Christmas get-together or a Christmas party, some kind of Christmas gathering, please go and join them. Go. Don't stick your nose in the air and go, no, I don't do Christmas anymore. My pastor said, I'm not saying that. If they ask you, hey, we're having a Christmas party, go, yeah, and go and have fun. Make memories, be with them, do it. Don't miss out on having a good time with your friends and family. I'm not trying to take anything away from you if somebody asks you to do that. What I am trying to do is I'm trying to give you what's been missing in your life all this time. Hanukkah, the Feast of Dedication, Festival of Lights. I'm trying to give that to you. I'm not trying to take so much away as so much I'm trying to give to you, but I do need you to weigh this out against God's Word. Where did we pick up all this other stuff from? But when friends want to get together and spend time with you, go and have a good time. Don't be that arrogant nip. Get all religious on them, get all crazy. Now you're going to start making people mad. I got Christmas get-togethers I'm going to on Christmas Eve. I'm going. You go too. All right? That's okay. Go. But I'm trying to give you what you've been missing. Now, in Deuteronomy, the Lord told the Israelites that when they entered the promised land, they were to tear down all the false gods, destroy their altars, and break down their sacred pillars. Now, whenever we read that, we're like, yeah, get them go out there. Oh, I wish I was there. There's a false idol. Tear it down. Okay. Would you have really liked to have been there? Oh yeah. You are there. You're there now. There's a lot of false idols out there. You got to tear down. But Ray, I thought you said I should go to the Christmas party. You should. Tell them about your Messiah. Remind them who Jesus is. You don't need to go to whoever the guy is playing Santa Claus and grab him by his beard and kick him. I'm not saying do that. But you need to tell people who Jesus is. Right? I'm just exaggerating what some people are thinking. Ray told me I'm not supposed to. No, I'm not. I'm asking you to weigh this out with the Lord God. So why did God tell them, though, to destroy the false god altars and break down their sacred pillars? Why did he tell them to do that? Because of Deuteronomy 12.4, he says, you shall not worship the Lord your God with such things. You want to go to the Christmas party? Have fun. But don't worship the Lord your God with that stuff. So Ray, what are you saying? If you're saying it's okay to go to the Christmas party, what are you saying not to do? What I'm saying not to do is don't worship your God with this stuff. That's what I'm saying. Go to the party, but don't worship him with this stuff. That's what's become. Kids are more fixated on Santa Claus than they are on Jesus. Those kids were excited to run to see Santa Claus in my front yard the other day. Was anybody talking about Jesus? No. Do not worship your God with such things. Leave them alone. I don't have a Christmas tree at my house. Just personal preference. I certainly don't have no Santa Claus something. Uh, My kids, I never taught this Christmas stuff. Because I don't want them to get confused into worshiping the Lord God with such things. 
Friends, if it's wrong to make a golden calf while claiming it's for the celebration of the Lord, then it's wrong to make anything that God has not prescribed in his word while claiming it's to celebrate him. If it's wrong for a calf, it's wrong for anything else. Just worship the Lord God, guys. Just worship Jesus straight out. That's what this is about. I'm not against anyone spending December season to remember Jesus, and that's what a lot of people do. Well, December's the time we think of Jesus. That's fine. That's wonderful. I love it. But have we allowed false gods into the temple to distract us from the feast of dedication, celebration, that Jesus attended? Who knows that this even happened anymore? Not many people know. Something else got in the way to distract us. John 4.24 says, God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and what? Spirit and what? I think I'm hearing y'all. Let's go for a third one. I hear you. Spirit and what? Truth. Did y'all say truth? Okay, just making sure. Is Santa Claus true? He's not. Are flying reindeer true? Are dancing and singing snowmen true? Are magical golden calves true? Do you see the case I'm making? Please don't be mad at me for this message. (laughs) Okay, that's what I want to ask. I'm required by God to say it. I've had people literally quit this church. Every time we get to Hanukkah, I get to thinking somebody's going to cut and run and never come back. Rather than get mad at me, I ask, would you just appreciate the fact that I'm standing here willing to tell you? Spirit and what? Thank you. (laughs) Point made, Ray. (laughs) Spirit and truth. You could say I put the hammer down today, like the Maccabees, because in this church, we are not going to replace God's word with things that we have adopted from our culture. Just not going to do it. He says, you shall not worship the Lord your God with such things. I'll tell you one thing for certain. If you go to Israel and you talk to a Jewish person, which God's word commands us to provoke them to jealousy, which means, hey, Jewish friend, I have Jesus. He's my Messiah. They're going to be like, no, that's not your stuff to mess with. That's our stuff. They're like, I have him. They're going to get jealous that you claim to have him. You know what they're going to ask you? They're going to ask you if you celebrate, celebrate Christmas. Because when you say yes, they're going to go, you're a big phony. You don't worship the Lord God in spirit and truth, and they're done with you. I did this message one time. There's a woman come up to me. She goes, uh, Pastor Ray, I've got a friend. She's Jewish, and I can only get so far with her, and then we hit a brick wall. I said, so far in what? She goes, our friendship and just everything. I'd like to know her more, but I only go so far, and then she just shuts off, and she's done. And I said, I'm going to ask you a point-blank question. Please just hear me for what it is. She goes, okay, please, uh, I want to know. I said, do you celebrate Christmas? She goes, yeah, all the way. I'm a Christian. I said, okay. Do you do, and I asked her a number of other things. She, she, yeah, she did it. She does all these holidays. I said, that's why she won't go any further with you because you didn't get that from God's word. We're supposed to provoke them to jealousy and the only way we're gonna earn their ear that they're gonna listen to us, tell them that Jesus is Messiah is when we look like we're actually following the Bible that we claim to uphold. And when you do these other things, if you worship the Lord God with such things, the Jews look at it and they go, I'm not buying it. So if anything, what should drive us is if we're gonna reach the Jewish people, our Messiah is a Jew, guys. 
Jesus is a Jew. If we're going to reach the Jewish people, we got to make some changes. Now, I'm not here to tell you you can't go out and have your parties. You can, but don't worship the Lord God with such things. You really want to impress a Jewish individual and lead them to Jesus and increase your, your God-commanded ability to share the gospel? Tell a Jewish person you celebrate Hanukkah. Tell a Jewish person you celebrate Passover. Tell a Jewish person that you sat under the sukkah. Now they're going to go, what? And you're a Gentile? Yeah. Why do you do this stuff? Because I read it in the Bible. That's what my Messiah did. Well, tell me about this Messiah, because apparently I don't know who he is like I thought I did. And now you can hit him with the gospel. Friends, people might get saved out of this. That's our biggest charge. Your biggest charge is not your tradition. It's what the Lord has told us to do. We have to worship him in spirit and in truth. I want you to look at Mark 7, verse 9. It says, all too well you reject the commandment of God that you may keep your tradition. You know why the Pharisees were jumping on Jesus so heavy? Because he threatened their tradition. He taught them things and told them they need to do things that violated their tradition. And they got mad at him and they hated him. I dare say there's a lot of people, if the, if the real Jesus were to stand before them today, they would hate him so much because he says no to their tradition. Tradition can be a good thing. I've seen a lot of fantastic traditions. I've been around the world several times. I've seen people wear interesting traditional clothing. The Nigerians got it the best, man. I'll give it to them. They have the brightest, most beautiful stuff you've ever seen. They've got wonderful tradition. It can be a beautiful thing. But when tradition gets in the way of God's word, then it will get you in trouble. Our tradition this time of year, it keeps Jesus confined to a manger. Cute. Keep him cuddly. Keep him nice. Warm and fuzzy. No cross, no blood, no nails puncturing through wrists and and hands, no beating, No insults, no plucking his beard out. That's not good for the kids to hear. Keep them in the manger. That's as far as we go. And that's what you're going to see this time of year. Keep Jesus cute. While Santa is the grown-up one that gives all the gifts out. That's my problem. When tradition gets in the way of God's word, it's a problem. Jesus gave us the gift. He gave us the gift of salvation. We need to make sure our kids and ourselves stay closely focused on that my savior jesus came to be crucified to pay the death penalty for my sins so that he and no one else gives me the greatest gift of eternal life and i am not going to worship the lord with any such other things nor credit anyone else with magical attributes to claim that anyone can even come close to what jesus did for me that's my dedication to the lord god And so I refuse to allow any tradition of man to replace the truth or invalidate God's word to me. I'm going to show you the Hanukkah again. Has eight lamps for the eight days that the lamp burned when the temple was rededicated. uh, So you got the, the eight days from four here and four there. There's your eight. But notice there's one branch in the center and it's taller than the rest. It's higher than the rest of them. And that branch is called the Shamash. The shamash, remember that. We're going to light from the shamash. You got the lit one, the shamash, and you light the other candles off the shamash. Shamash means servant. 
And so on the day of Hanukkah, we light the eight candles from the flame of the shamash because it is the attender, it is the servant of the other candles. So you, you have the middle one lit first, then you take one that's unlit and you light it from the shamash. So being the servant of the other candles takes us to Matthew 20, verse 28. It says, the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. Jesus Christ was our servant in that regard. He was a servant who attended to us. And so whenever you light each candle from the shamash, what you're supposed to say is, as you light it, you're supposed to say, a miracle happened here. A miracle happened here. Being saved by Jesus Christ means that a miracle happened here. Jesus saved me. That is a miracle, friends. Jesus came to serve me and to be an attendant to me. He's king. He shouldn't have had to serve me at all, but he did. Miracle happened here. And also, notice that Shamash is not only the servant, but it is also higher than the other branches. Mark 16, 19. So then after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. It's higher than the rest. It was the servant, but it's also higher. That's Jesus Christ who served us, but would ascend to the Father God. Now, friends, no candle is lit by its own flame. We light them from the shamash. Just the same as none of us have our own righteousness. Our righteousness, our light, comes from Jesus Christ. You can't get lit off yourself. You have to be lit from the Lord. A miracle happened here. John 8, 12. I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Friends, isn't Hanukkah great? And I'm a Gentile, and I think it's awesome. (laughs) It's awesome. And it's a good time for us to cleanse and rededicate this temple. And again, this December, please go and have a good time with your friends and your family if they invite you to a Christmas get-together. Please go. I'm telling you to go. Just don't let any tradition to take your attention away from the Word of God, or it will dim your lamp. Don't let tradition get in the way. We need God's holy oil to burn brightly. Matthew 25, 1 says, Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there should not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Watch, therefore... For you know neither the day nor the hour which the Son of Man is coming. We got to be dedicated. We got to be lit. We got to burn. You can't just say, I'll dedicate later. 
later is going to be too late. There's a song with lyrics that say, uh, I think it says, like a bride waiting for her groom will be a church waiting for you. And about this time of year, you're going to hear music. Santa Claus is coming to town. No, he's not. Jesus is coming to town. I just showed you in the Bible. Santa's not coming. Jesus is. Are you going to be ready? As we saw with the 10 versions, it's not just enough to be expecting Jesus. You also need to be prepared. You need to be looking for him. And no matter how many times you try to light a lamp, it will not burn without oil. You cannot burn for the Lord as a believer without the Holy Spirit of God. But remember how the Lord kept that special oil available for the Maccabees to find it so that they could rededicate the temple. The Lord also keeps His Holy Spirit available to you to dedicate your life to Jesus. And He will provide you with enough oil to last for eternity. So let us make this a time of dedication to the Lord today. And what a great day to do it. This is a day of Hanukkah. The Feast of Dedication the festival of lights bottom line if jesus celebrated this then i wanted to do it too just because i want to be more like him as much as i can and the key word here is dedication i'm dedicated to my wife i can't tell her i'm dedicated to her but then it's my tradition to go spend time with other women if i claim i belong to her and i can't say well i'm gonna go hang with these other women but it's all for you dear (laughs) i hang with these other girls so that i can do it for you. I don't think she's going to buy that for a minute. I see you ladies out there going, oh, good gosh, Ray, come on. What do you think God thinks of us doing that? If you have given your life to Jesus, today is a time of dedication for you to give your life fully to him. I want to remind you to go celebrate with your family and friends again, because I, I feel like I can't say it enough, like somebody's not quite catching it, maybe, I don't know. Go celebrate, go have a good time. Even if there's a Christmas tree, even if there's a Santa, Go. Have a good time. Have fun. Tell people about Jesus while you're there. They may be distracted, but you don't. Tell them about Jesus while you're there. He dedicated himself to us. We can dedicate ourselves to him. Do y'all understand Hanukkah a little better now? I think I learn a little more every time I have to go over this message. I I enjoy it, but I think it's good to go over. And some of y'all have heard it more than once. It's a good reminder, right? Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you are patient with us. Lord, I I didn't follow this Hanukkah thing for the longest time, and I'm sorry. Uh, Lord, there's some people here today, maybe they're thinking, gosh, I I don't know how they're handling it. Maybe they got stuff set up, and maybe they're realizing we decorated wrong, maybe we need, I I don't know. Whatever they're thinking, Lord, you work with them. I'm not going to jump on anybody. Lord, I just ask you to work with them, and show them what you want from your people. Show us how to be your, your lamp, how to be bright. And Lord, if anything I've ever done in my past, in my tradition that I've done wrong, please, Lord, forgive me. But thank you for showing me in your word the way you want it. I'll make adjustments, Lord God. I'll I'll start working to do right. But Lord, I'm going to go to every Christmas party I'm invited to. I'm going to tell everybody about Messiah Jesus. I'm going to tell people about how he's the light and I get my light from him. And if Jesus is the reason for the season, then by God, I'm going to tell people the gospel while I'm there. Thank you for that opportunity, Lord God. Forgive your people for getting distracted. We ask you to forgive us. Thank you for taking your time with us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.
you for listening to Set for Life. We hope you can join us next time, unless Jesus returns for us first. Set for Life is the radio ministry of Pastor Ray Jensen. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast at setforliferadio.com. Hi, this is Ray Jensen. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to encourage you in God's Word. If the Bible doesn't excite you, then you're not reading it. I want you to remember that you are not worthless. You are priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life.